For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. That's right, Wednesday, February the 3rd, and it's time to discuss the Super Bowl, along with some other college football stuff that's been going on. Chris, you know it's National Signing Day. How you feeling? I don't care. Are the Bayou Bengals uh, looking good, in your opinion? I, I haven't looked at it at all, Gary. <laughs> there's, you, there's you know nothing. my opinion yeah. about signing day. I don't give a shit. That's, I can understand. I can understand. There, today was a boring one. It was uh, There was nothing happening. So it's there's there's been a couple of things here and there. We'll talk about it, but uh but yeah, goodness gracious. Um lots lots to discuss. Obviously there's some exciting news on on my front, and we'll talk about the importance of it with uh video games and whatnot. Uh we'll start with that here in a minute. But first, of course, the rundown, winningcureseverything.com is the website. Go and check it out for everything that you want to know about us. All of our shows and whatnot will be posted over there. Uh, obviously, all of our SBR stuff is posted over there as well. You can also find the SBR stuff at sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Uh, if you miss the live show that we do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which that will be changing once football season is over, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but if you miss the live show, you can always go back and grab the podcast. Uh, we will be doing three podcasts a week. Not sure of the schedule as of right now. But either way, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on any of your favorite podcast uh, locations, whatever they're called, platforms, etc. Apple Podcast is uh, the one that we get the most traction from. Uh, Brown Yeti jumps in. He said, sup, fellas? Casey, of course, said, what up, players? Uh, it's nice to see everybody in. They are jumping in on YouTube. If you would like to jump in on YouTube uh, or Facebook or Periscope or Twitch, any of those platforms, you can do that, and it will populate right there on your screen in the bottom left-hand corner. Uh, Terry jumps in, of course. He said, what's up? So, we got the regulars in. We got the guys in ready to rock and roll. Uh, we will go ahead and start off with this. EA Sports is bringing back college football, and, buddy, I am pumped about this. Um, now, obviously, we have been talking about the EA Sports video game, and if you follow the YouTube channel, I do simulations of games with current rosters and all that kind of stuff from the NCAA 14 games. This was not... Uh, I would say it was not expected. It was very, you know, they just released a tweet. They didn't, like, send out a press release or anything like that. It was like, boom, hey, by the way, we're bringing this back. And it was EA Sports College Football 
Uh, Michael Fritsch is in. Uh, Casey said, yes, I can't wait to play that. When does it come out? Well, let's discuss that. Um, it's going to be a while. They did not put out a press release. However, the uh, the president of EA Sports and, and the guys that are involved with the development of the game came out and, and discussed with multiple reporters, no, it's not coming out this year. No, it's probably not coming out next year. It's going to be a little while because you don't just, you know, snap your fingers and there you go. This will have a different feel than the Madden games. This will have a, <laughs> McKinnon said, no more downloading NCAA 14 and all that extra shit for Gary. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's true. Um, there Right now, what they said is that there are over 100 teams that have signed on with them so far. Right now, there's 130 Division One teams, and that number will change, et cetera, et cetera, uh, because there are some teams that want to move up from FCS to FBS, some teams that will move from FBS down to FCS, et cetera, et cetera. You, you get the point. Um, that will, it will ultimately change, of course. Oh, they've got over 100. They need to get to 130. They probably will. They have signed these deals with CLC, which is a collegiate licensing group. Uh, there are some big schools like Georgia that are not involved with the CLC. They've got a different licensing bunch, so they'll have to work out the details with them as well. Of course, there is the name, image, likeness stuff that is coming down from Congress that's going to have to be figured out as well. My guess is because college athletes do not have a, a union, there is no group that can represent college athletes, even with the NIL stuff, unless they decide to throw that in at the last minute. And I don't expect the government, the feds, to come in and save the day on this. I expect this to be, you're going to have the teams, you're going to have all the pageantry, you're going to have the stadiums and the bowl games and the playoff and all that stuff that you can license out. You won't be able to get the realistic players. You can still go through and recruit and play your dynasty modes and all that kind of mess. It's it's going to be somewhat like it was. I would imagine they're going to throw in some new bells and whistles because it's been damn near a decade at this point. But, uh, but I think this is a big, big deal. Uh, it, it's going, like, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with the NIL stuff, right? The name, image, likeness stuff. But, Chris, before we we really dive into it, what were your thoughts when uh, when you saw this come out? I'm, I'm going to be the wet blanket on this. I don't care. I don't play games. I just don't. I've never been a gamer in my life. That, that, totally fair. And there and are a lot of people. I don't, I don't knock people. I spent my entire time in college in dorm rooms watching other people play these games. Yeah. And that's fine. That's acceptable. I don't I don't poo-poo them. I don't look down on other people too. I they're way too complicated for me. Okay. I can I they're can understand. Just, they're just way too complex and complicated. It will uh, so Casey said surely it'll play like Madden. Uh, Terry said must be nice to play video games cuz I have damn near every console made and never get to play them. Yeah, that's I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. Um I don't have all the consoles, but I've got like 3 and and I don't get to play any of them. Um so Brown Yeti, they need to have all the uniforms and seasons they've missed on the new one. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they will have some legacy stuff, of course. Uh, Michael is happy to see EA bring it back. Uh, I was also, or Terry said, I was always partial to NHL 94 on Super Nintendo. I do love the Super Nintendo stuff, and I do still have my Super Nintendo. Uh, Ryan said, crowd noise will be set with just friends and family. Hashtag COVID. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be nuts. Akbar jumps in. Hello. Nice to see Akbar in here. So we, we got the full crew in today. Um, so... Here is why this was an important announcement, right? College football hit a peak with the college football playoff a few years ago. And, of course, when you have the same teams dominating the playoff conversation and you have 
the number one, I guess, uh, platform for college football being ESPN, and they are the ones that are constantly driving this college football playoff narrative, you can only get four teams in. And if you got three of the same teams getting in every single year, and then you got a rotating cast for that number four spot, yeah, it's going to get really, really damn boring. There's also the idea that you bring this game back, and the popularity of the sport on a national level from the West Coast over, I think it's going to coincide with them deciding to expand the playoff. So you will be able to get in way, way more people, way more fans of the game that wouldn't initially be fans. And the reason I bring this up, you can look at the popularity of soccer over the last, we'll call it a decade, because that's when FIFA started to become popular on EA Sports, on all these different platforms. That is the number one selling sports video game uh, over the last 10 years. And people and kids that normally would not have been fans of soccer because their parents didn't play it, they didn't watch it, all that kind of stuff, even you know, 20-year-olds that are in college and whatnot, they didn't play soccer. However, once the video game comes out and it becomes this, hey, man, have you played FIFA? Have you played da-da-da-da-da? It becomes this gigantic thing, and they are making mega money off of it, right? It's not just making mega money. It, it's popularized the sport. Exactly. It, it was it, when FIFA soccer came out that the World Cup became a huge deal in America. Oh, yes. It went from being this thing that American sports fans could care less about. It, they'd pay attention, but it was, you know, yay, raw, go Yeah, red, I mean, it was, blue, it was a little you know. bit, but it wasn't much. And nobody and then, knew what they were talking about when they watched it. They had no idea, and, and then, then all we, of a sudden and it then, changed. And then all of a sudden it blew up, and it's not – it's not unexplainable to, to look back and see. That's when FIFA came out, and yeah. that's when FIFA blew up. So the, you, you the look biggest at that, thing college is, football needs this, by the way. Yes, but, and it's yes. not just about the same four teams making it over and over again. There are tons. We live in the South. We live in the heart of college football lore, and I'm telling you, there are still tons of high school kids that have grown up that just do not care. Oh yeah, it's uh, they, now they you can just find it. Don't. You can find it on TV everywhere, right? It's on basically every night of the week during the fall. That's right. You can watch football anytime you want to. The difference is there are so many different They are watching TV on their iPads. They're not watching TV. They're not sitting on the couch and watching TV the way we grew up or doing it. they're playing Call and, of Duty and they're playing or they're, play, or they're else, playing right? video games, yeah. But if they're watching TV, they're, they're doing it on their iPad, and those games – not many of them are on their iPad, and if they are, they're not watching them. It doesn't matter that they can get it on their iPad. They're still not doing it. They haven't but, grown with this love. So that that's going to, I think, affect it. I do think a newer, younger generation is going to get excited about college football. Oh, absolutely. They'll this, learn the traditions that you didn't know. There was a bunch yes. of traditions that when I was younger and first kind of getting really deep into the sport – all the schools around here, I knew their traditions. The ones I liked, the ones I didn't. The big schools, I knew their traditions. But there was a ton of traditions I had no clue about. I didn't know anything about. And it was it was this game that taught me those things. Sitting in the dorm room or sitting, that was back in the day of sitting in some guy's floor in his oh, yeah. bedroom um, in, 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 in high school. Like watching them play and saying, well, what is that? Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know they did that because I'd never, I didn't know Colorado ran a Buffalo out because I'd never seen a Colorado football game on TV. Yeah. I mean, it, it completely changed the way that the sport was recognized uh, across the country. And and it will do the same thing here. 
it, it's going to take a little while for it to get out. Of course, like I said, there's only 100-something schools that have uh, already signed up. By the end, they will get everybody because recruiting-wise, you have to have it. You have to be able to allow the kids that are coming to your school play with their own school on this video game. It will become a necessity, so that will happen. Everything will be taken care of. Uh, but yeah, it's this is a big, big deal for the sport as far as the popularity of it goes. Uh, this year, of course, now obviously things a little different uh, with COVID and everything. It, you had the lowest rating for a college football national championship game ever. The lowest viewership. It, not ever. Let me take that back. Ever since they started doing the BCS, it's the lowest one, right? Lowest thing that they've had. And this is a time when everybody's at home. Everybody's not yep. going out and doing other things. Exactly. So you have to find a way to uh, popularize the sport, and this is a, a big, big way to do it. Now college basketball probably needs to do the same thing, and, and we'll see if EA Sports or 2K or whoever it is uh, wants to get involved with that. Um, McKinnon said, I still feel the easiest way to do this is to pay each player whose likeness is used once they graduate. Uh, literally just put it in an account. Yes, no, no, no we, we've talked about that before on this show. Um, however... As of right now, that's not something that's allowed. That could change with the NIL. That could change if they allow uh, a group to actually represent the players. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways that you could get around this. You pay everybody 1500 bucks, and, you know. Uh, that fee, now you're crazy, though. I'm telling you, this this game don't make that much damn money. Oh, that's not true. Every, that, Gary, every college football player, $1,500? That's how, how many college football players are on a roster? Uh, well, I mean, you're you're talking 85 scholarship, but let's say 100. Huh, okay, 100 so per school per team, that's 150,000 dollars times 130 schools. That's 19.5 million dollars. The EA Sports ain't doing that. They will crush that in they, no time. I, yes, it was. But they're the not second, giving that profit away. It was, they're not doing that. It was the the second highest selling game Gary, that EA Sports you're not did behind me. Madden. They're not giving twenty million dollars away. I mean, we'll see. Not in we'll see. not in sponsorships. Not to have not to have a kid on a roster that nobody's ever heard of. No, they would rather pay Trevor Lawrence five million dollars to make sure they have his likeness and don't give a shit about anybody else on Clemson. Maybe I mean maybe you're right, but they but they are not paying twenty million dollars so they can get every bench player on Ole Miss's football team. That's just not going to happen. Um, so it, the game typically it, these new consoles and whatnot, it'll retail from anywhere from forty nine ninety nine up to sixty nine ninety nine. Uh, you, I mean, they used to sell over ten million copies of this game just in the U.S. just domestically. Yes, but a that's season. a company that needs to make profit to that's, continue to develop and do that. Agreed. But you're talking about nineteen million dollars when their profit on the game, if they just sold, uh, if they sold ten million copies, right? Which is what their average was. I would imagine the first bump will be significantly bigger. That's right. But uh, on average, that's five hundred million dollars. Yes. That's, but that's if, not if it's all if it's only fifty that's bucks. revenue, not right, profit. Right, right. You've uh, never ran a business. Uh, that's revenue, not profit. I understand, but I, I'm just going by basic numbers mo right now. So mo most businesses are gonna run on a thirty percent profit margin. Yeah. Okay. So 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 if you just want to safely say thirty percent of that five hundred million is what they actually make. It's still a shitload of money, by the way. Oh yes. But they're not willingly giving away if they're giving twenty million dollars away, they might pay twenty million dollars for sponsorship. They absolutely might pay more than twenty million dollars for sponsorship. 
it won't be across the board, everybody getting the same amount. They are going to hire and individually pay specific people that they want. That's it. You, That's might, it. you might be right about that. You might I, be I, right. I promise you I'm right on that. Um, let's see, Terry said, got all the Nintendo systems, Sega, PlayStation, and the Xbox. My son gets to play them. I only play the Switch from time to time. My wife has a Switch. I, uh, I have never played it. Uh, yet he said, when the new game comes out, I'm taking Coastal Carolina to the playoffs. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Ryan, why'd I get fired? <laughs> I want to know why I got fired. Oh, I'm, I'm not even there yet. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Andrew said, uh, for example, I played NCAA 14 before I was a fan of college football. That game made me a fan. Exactly. It, it makes the sport popular, right? Uh, Brown Yeti, I grew up playing football games, but it was NCAA that we played Madden. There's 32 teams. It gets boring to play the same teams. Yeah, especially for kids, right? Like, that's that's the generation that you have to turn into fans of the sport. It is the kids between 12 years old and, and early 20s, right? And those are the ones that you need to convince to be fans of this game. And and I think they can do that. Like, they did it before. So, Ryan Johnson, I'm betting six units on the Chiefs' money line. I will get to that. Uh, let's see. We're going to run Dynasty Mode and hire Chris as the AD. Um, let's see. Michael brought up good old Rafi, uh, A&M, and Colorado at Mile High Stadium next year. Come out west. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I, I know you were talking about going out there. It, it, that would be an incredible beautiful. game. Uh, in the 08 game, my brother would kick 65-yard field goals with Boise State. It was great. Uh, Casey said, I'm creating myself at quarterback for Kentucky and winning it all. Uh, Ryan, of course, uh, Chris just got fired as AD. Um, and that might be because of your, uh, your, your thinking as far as not wanting to spend the money. But that's, that's as a I'm, business I'm just owner. telling you how business yeah. people make. Listen, this isn't what I think is going to happen. I'm, well, it is what I think is going to happen. I, I just know how businesses work. They run on profit, and yep. EA Sports has board sh- shareholders to answer to. They just give. I guarantee you, they're not going to allow them to pay people that nobody knows their name. That's just not going to happen. Well, it, unless it's a group, right? It, it like you have to. No, yeah. If they're a union, and then they're going to give the union X amount of dollars, and the union can split it up however they want. Yeah. But no union. And it it might. Way. It might not be fifteen hundred bucks per player or whatever it might I'm, be significantly I'm just, less i'm just that. telling you as long as the a they're never going to unionize that's just not going to happen um the our country's not going to allow it by the way it's just we yeah union busters are a thing and they're just not going to they're going to make sure it doesn't happen um andrew said so you're saying it may just start with the big name players likenesses first probably not it probably it, if not everybody gets to do it then nobody will get to do it like it's mm. ea because it's a, a major it all depends on this nil stuff right as of right now yeah. it's going to be some it's it, random generated players for the teams that you know and love and that's it so uh mckinnon i have no doubt the ncaa would help ea pay because of what it does to help the ncaa's pocketbook well it, there's a there's a thing here um this is not going to be called NCAA football. This is EA Sports college football. Like, so far as I know, the but NCAA it still helps has... the NCAA because this, as the sport gets more popular, then more people are buying NCAA apparel. Uh, more people true. are no. The NCAA will absolutely grow from this. I don't need their name on it. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree. Um, there is there is a little talk about the FBS and the NCAA is splitting as far as college football is concerned, but I mean, you know how I feel. I would have, I would have done a long time ago. Oh, agreed. I mean, but it, I mean, many, many years ago, I would have done this. But the, so the, the president of EA brought up, like we pay attention to what's going on in the sport. There's a reason why we have not put NCAA on this game that it's we're branding wise. It's going to be college football going forward. Uh, it, that's interesting to me, 
Very interesting because who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with it? Uh, but it is big for the sport, of course. And, um, you know, I, I'm excited to see it back, but I think it's going to be a couple of years before we get it. So, uh, Casey said they need to make college basketball game with the Final Four tournament. Yes, they do need to do that. They used to, uh, but that was not a big, big seller. So, who knows if, if they're going to bring it back. But the college football one, man, it was a massive, massive moneymaker for them. Uh, moving on, let's talk about college football's National Signing Day. And there was uh, basically jack crap that happened today. Um, Terry and Arnold, the number 50 overall player, uh, announced that he was signing with Alabama. So that uh, that just boosts Alabama's number one all-time recruiting class. Uh, it, their score is like a 327 right now, like 327 point uh, something. There we go. 327 point. Da, da, da. Nope, I don't have it on here. Either way, um, it's it's a ridiculous class. The biggest class or the highest rated class before this was 2010 Florida which was uh, the last year of Urban Meyer, and they just had a ridiculous haul, and it's NFL player after NFL player in that list. Now, they didn't really do much with it because Urban Meyer left after that, and they got Will Muschamp, but that recruiting class took uh, Will Muschamp to an 11-2 and record at Florida. So you, you got to know that they were pretty talented. Um, the I think the biggest story of this, uh, aside from Alabama, it's, it's the typical bunch in the top 10 here. It's Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, LSU at four, Clemson at 5, Oregon 6, A&M 7, USC 8, Notre Dame 9, Michigan 10, and then Oklahoma at 11. Uh, But Oklahoma's got a bunch of transfers coming in. Oklahoma only had 17 high school commits coming in. Um, Michigan kind of surprised me at number 10, although maybe they shouldn't. You know, Michigan's always going to get good players. It is what it is. Um, The biggest story for me, though, and and Chris, I have not told you about this, but uh, Jackson State was the number one FCS recruiting class. Well, there was no doubt that was going to happen. They were number 84 overall, like FBS included. So let me uh, let me scroll down here, and I'll tell you who they are, are close to. But they signed three four-stars and seven three-stars, and then they had just a plethora of transfers from FBS programs. Uh, Jackson State is right in between Coastal Carolina and Nevada. That's pretty nuts to me. Um, Jackson It doesn't State. surprise me at all. No, no, no. Deion Sanders' first uh, recruiting class, uh, you know, his son, I mean, he's a, a top 250 recruit. He's number 238. Uh, they got a couple of, uh, let's see, community college guys, uh, JUCO kids. You know, the, the transfers that they're bringing in, they have got a guy from Tennessee that's jumping over that's uh, immediately eligible. Everybody's, anybody that moves from FBS to FCS is immediately eligible. Uh, right. Keith Corbin, wide receiver from Houston. Uh, he was a former three-star that uh, that played better than that. Um, you got a pro-style uh, pro quarterback from North Texas. You've got a wide receiver from Louisville. You've got another wide receiver from Ohio, a defensive tackle from Auburn, an offensive tackle from UCF, uh, a linebacker from Missouri. Uh, you got an outside linebacker that is a former four-star from USC, a three-star from South Carolina that switched over, another tackle from uh, Missouri, a wide receiver, a four-star wide receiver from Florida State, and then you got a three-star cornerback from Mississippi State that swapped over. This is absurd. Like, this is absolutely crazy, and I cannot wait to see who ends up scheduling Jackson State and who gets caught because you know it's going to happen. 
Like, I, I am so pumped about the state of Mississippi right now, uh, recruiting-wise and just as far as entertainment goes. Yeah. Like, the maybe maybe the best, I'm not going to say the best, a really, really strong candidate here is Southern Mrs. Will Hall, and he gets no attention in the state of Mississippi between Mike Leach, Lane Kiffin, and Deion Sanders. And it's a shame because Will Hall is one hell of a football coach. Yeah, but he's a coach. He's not a recruiter. He's not going to make any splashy state like like signings or anything like that. Yeah, he's he's just a guy. He's an X's and O's. He's a schemer, and and that's fine. Yeah, no, you're you're right. You are right about that. So I'm I'm pumped to see what all of them do. But man, he's this, also half of those whoop. guys' age, by the way. That's a, you're 100 right about that. That's that's the that's the other part of it. Is these guys are closer to 60. Maybe not Lane. He's 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 like in the 30s. So. Yes. Lane is is what like mid? I want to say he's mid forties at this point. I bet he's mid forties, but yeah. but Leach and Dion are. Could you imagine that man? Lane Kiffin has been through. He this is his what sixth head coaching job? Is that right or is it fifth? Well, yeah, he started out on third base. I mean, when you when your first head coaching job ever is the Raiders, and then his only two coordinator positions were USC under Pete Carroll and <laughs> Alabama under Nick Saban. I mean, that is just bananas, bananas to think about. Uh, but when you're Monty Kiffin's kid, you know, you can get all, all kind of stuff. Uh, Brown Yeti said, yeah, glad Alabama got better. They really needed it. Uh, Michael jumps in. Michael Fritch said LJ Johnson picked A&M over Texas, added him to Spiller and uh, Akane. Um, yeah, no, that was that was kind of expected, I believe. Uh, let's see. I don't. I hope we don't have Jackson State on the schedule until Sanders is somewhere else. Uh, is Deion Sanders coaching Jacksonville State? Ask Casey. No, Jackson State, uh, HBCU in Jackson, Mississippi, um, and and they're always a lot of fun anyway. But now it's just a, a whole another level. Uh, let's see how many championships has Lane won as a head coach? Asked Huey. Um, two, if my memory serves correct, he won two CUSA championships at Florida Atlantic. Uh, did he win a Pac-12 title? Well, I don't. I don't know about that, and I don't. I don't know if that's what Huey was talking about. It's, I don't know he was talking about conference championships, Gary. Well, I mean, no, none national, no national. I don't, I don't know that anybody in the world is talking about conference champions when they ask how many championships has somebody won. That's a valid point. Valid point. Uh, let's see. Do you think Ole Miss makes a run of the playoffs? Uh, no, 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 no. No. Let's get off this. Let's talk the Super Bowl. Chris, are you ready for some NFL? Yeah, man. Let's dive into it. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I, Super Bowl 55. I am pretty excited about this. Uh, let's start off before we, we start breaking things down, etc. The tweet that was sent by Adam Schefter. Uh, can you explain this to me a little bit to kind of give the audience, you know, some ideas of, of what in the hell is happening <laughs> that, that could alter the course of the game this Sunday? So Adam Schefter tweets out, there were over 20 Chiefs players and staffers, including Patrick Mahomes, scheduled Sunday to get a haircut with the barber who tested positive for COVID, per sources. The Chiefs acted wisely and aggressively and pulled the barber mid-cut once the results came in. So somebody got half a haircut, okay? So that's not good for that guy. And then other people obviously had their haircut by this guy. Now, I, I don't think there's any way on earth any of these players that are starters or major coaches are going to test positive for COVID for the Super Bowl. That's just me. It's just my opinion. But I don't think there's any way on earth the NFL wants to deal with this. No, not at all. And, and I think they are going to lose those samples somewhere in the mist. And if you don't get a negative, well, no news is good news. We just assume it's positive unless it comes back negative, And therefore they're going to hire uh, their own Butch Jones to spit in a cup that says Patrick Mahomes on it. Um, and that's, that's what I think. I don't think there's any way on earth we're playing this game without any meaningful players because of this. I do find it strange that you would test somebody to make sure they're okay to be there and then not wait for the results before you allow them to be there. Yeah, that's it is a little Why strange. Test them at all if you're just going to let them in any damn way. Well, un- unless unless you're testing on the regular, right? Like three times. Well, most team employees have been testing every day, right? Yeah, but this isn't a team employee. This is a barber that they're bringing in to cut people's hair. That, I mean, that is strange. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't have tested him. Obviously, test him before he comes in, but then say, "Hey, bro, you don't you don't come in until we get your test, and then once we have your test back, then you're allowed in." Um. So Huey said, "Uh, if he was showing symptoms, like I, I guess if he wasn't showing symptoms, then well, I'm certain he wasn't showing symptoms, or yeah. else he would have never made it in the door." I mean, I just uh, I gotta believe that everybody walking in the door gets their temperature taken, and you know that kind that's, of stuff. That's my thought. Like I would, I would imagine that. But uh, Huey said people can test positive and have no symptoms. Yeah, no, we know that. No, we understand that. Um, we understand that. I'm assuming this is somebody who 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 is anti asymptomatic. I should yeah. know that word by now, and 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 tested positive. But that's irrelevant. If you're going to test people before letting them come into your come into your facilities to do a service. Why in the hell test them if you're not going to wait for the results? That's but, my question. If you're just going to let them in because they don't show any symptoms and stuff, that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm not against that. I'm I'm just saying, why are we testing them if we're not going to wait for the results? 
So, so Brown Yeti said this could be a false positive. Huey said if it was a rapid test, there's evidence of false positives and false negatives. Now, I understand but that's all of that. It's, 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 you're not following my logic. No, 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 Nobody's I'm, answering my question. I'm, I'm going along with what you're saying. It, if it's a rapid test, it's 15 minutes. Wait the damn 15 minutes. Wait 15 but minutes. But if that's the case, then then you've only got one guy that got half if, a cut. And If it's a regular test, if it's a regular test and it's two days, then they can wait two days to get the damn haircut. That's yeah. fine, too. Yeah. But I don't understand. Like, this is where the testing stuff bothers me. This is where you're doing that testing as strictly a show because you're testing people, and then you're just letting them come on in. You don't have the results back. You don't have anything. You're just testing them. Then why the why the hell are we testing if we're if we're just not gonna not gonna wait for the test? Yeah, it doesn't make. I'll any tell you sense. this: if I was in school and I took a test and the teacher just threw it in the garbage, I'd be pissed. Like that's all we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's basically what it is. Yeah, uh, I, I don't I don't know what to make of this. Um, I mean, I, I will tell you this: if I was a player that made my first Super Bowl, whether I'm sitting on the bench or whatever. Yes. I made my first Super Bowl, and yes. I would have to miss it because a damn barber tested positive, and and had started cutting hair before, um, before they got their test results back. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know what I would do. No, I would. I'd miss. be mad or hell. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't miss. I just wouldn't. I mean, I'd pull. A, I'd pull a Kirk, uh, Clayton Kershaw. I'd just be like, I'm just gonna play. I don't give a shit. I'm just gonna play. Yeah. I, I just, I'm just going to play. Uh, yes, and I'm going to willingly put everybody else at risk of getting COVID. I don't care. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for me. I don't care. <laughs> Did you see Huey? No, I can't read. If they're not on YouTube, I can't read it. It's too small. He said, I had to get tested Monday. The anal swab is more accurate. Apparently, I went back Tuesday to make sure that it was done correctly. <laughs> Uh, Brown Yeti, because it's all a show, very few of the players actually care. Um, let's see, Terry said, I drink alcohol every night to treat my insides from the Rona. Uh, and then McKinnon says, odd as it seems, I think the real storyline of the game is going to be how Kansas City's line holds up to the Tampa D. Uh, McKinnon jumping in here with the actual real football talk. But come on, man. what a, we're, we're talking about COVID testing and whatnot, man. We're talking about a barber screwing up the Chiefs. Let's, uh... Let's do move into that, though, um, into the actual game. We're going to preview. We're going to give our picks and whatnot. Ryan, you uh, can't comment anymore until you tell me why I got fired. <laughs> I have um, a right to know. Hey, uh, so so I am – there's a lot of prop bets, of course. There's all this kind of stuff. I'm not doing a ton of that this year. I don't have a great feel for this game. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you that. Uh, McKinnon said, uh, in the offseason, every Kansas City lineman got reps in every position on the line. So at least the backups are not doing it for the first time within the first two weeks. And so for those that don't know, that are listening, that, that don't understand what's happening, both of the tackles for the Chiefs are out for this game. Um, that's going to be a, a fairly big ordeal. Um, that Tampa Bay defensive line, uh, those reps in the offseason really, I don't know that those reps in the offseason really mattered, is what McKinnon says. Uh, now that Vita Vey is back, he was an absolute monster against the backers. Uh, and he had not yes. played since week four. And yeah. that line with him is completely different. I mean, just completely different. Um, let me give you some stats right quick, just to, to give everybody the rundown on the analytic side of this. Uh, DVOA, big, big predictive uh, analytic metric that uh, football outsiders came up with. And I'll go ahead and tell you, 
Um, these two teams are pretty damn evenly matched. Uh, the Chiefs, number two in offensive DVOA. The Bucks are number three. Uh, the Chiefs are number 13 in defensive DVOA, and they are number 15 uh, for the uh, the Bucks. The Bucks are number 15. Uh, as far as special teams, the Bucks are number eight, and the Chiefs are number 17. So there is a slight advantage for the Bucks there. Um, but how much does special teams matter in this game? Obviously, we will see. But uh, but that's the way it goes right now. Ryan Suckup has done a, a pretty fantastic job for them uh, at kicker. Uh, the line right now is Chiefs minus three. Um, Chris, uh, you wanna you wanna go ahead and dive in here? Tell me tell me your thoughts on it. So I wanna I wanna talk about the the Chiefs line. I think a lot of people. I think it's important. I think it's a big deal. But the Chiefs don't run the ball up the middle, and Patrick Mahomes doesn't sit in the pocket and throw the football. Yep. I just I just think if you think you're going to press him with four guys and, and it's going to matter, it's not. It's just not. They play the game outside the tackle box. They just well, do. We, we've talked about this, and there are a lot of really good offensive teams that don't have great offensive lines. But yes, that's right. You know? it, do, it doesn't matter as much to certain schemes. Certain schemes, it matters a lot. Other schemes, it matters none. I think in this case, it's going to matter very little. Now, if, okay. if your line is putrid like the Bengals, obviously that is a concern. Well, I don't but think the Bengals we have that issue. Run a scheme that's straight up the middle, and yeah. they have a pocket passing quarterback. Like it's, this is not Patrick Mahomes and 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 uh, and Clyde and and Le'Veon Bell and those types of running backs. Like this is not that. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. I mean, this is just two totally different schemes. Agreed. So they play the game outside the tackle box, which means you pressing them up the middle just doesn't matter. It just doesn't. With that all being said. I'm, I'm not, and this is me. This is, I'm wearing my Pats gear today. This is me. I'm not betting against Tom. Now, it's not like sacrilege to bet against Tom. He's made it to nine Super Bowls. So against the spread, he's only four and five. If you bet against him every time, you make money. So I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. This is the first Super Bowl that he's ever been an underdog outside of the Rams Super Bowl. So, um, so, so Huey said, "Is this Sue's first Super Bowl?" And uh, the answer no. to that is no, because he was with the Rams in 2018, right? Yep, he was with yeah. the Rams two years ago. Um, Three years. Ago. I so it, it, Casey's jumped in. Chiefs literally have the worst O line in Super Bowl history. Injury bug and opt outs. Brady's rigged to win. I don't know that that's the case. Yeah, These, all the all those opt outs. The NFL knew Tom Brady was going to make it to the Super Bowl. They just uh, knew was, that he was going to take Tampa Bay, who hadn't been in the Super Bowl in 20 years. We're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, the line is Chiefs minus three, and the total uh, is sitting at 55 and a half, 56, depending on the book that you get it. Um, at first, before we get to who's going to win the game, all that all that good stuff, which you've already you're, – you're rolling Tom. I get it. Um, I'm on Tom. What, what do you think about the total here? I have, no, I have no opinion on total. I could see it being under. I could see it being low-scoring game. I think it's going to be under. Because, because both these defense could step up, make big plays. I could also see it being a shootout. It's, I, I can see both ways. I think it is much more likely to be uh, a little bit more of a defensive game. Um, both of these coaches, while they are aggressive offensively, they have shown a propensity to uh, to kind of reel it back in and play a little more conservatively in big-time games, right? And they, the Chiefs did the same thing uh, against the Browns earlier in the playoffs. Uh, now, they, they absolutely let it fly against the Bills, but I think they felt like they had a big-time advantage there with these two defenses, uh, I, I feel pretty good. Um, 
<clears throat> let's see, Terry, uh, inviting us over to the Super Bowl party at the new house. We uh, we might have to see what's going on with that. Um, all right, so so let me say this. Uh, I'm going to roll with the Chiefs, minus three. These two teams have already played. The Chiefs won 27-24 to in Tampa uh, back in November. Uh, that was the last time that the Chiefs have allowed a 300-yard passer. Uh, Brady was, and the reason that Brady got to 342 yards or whatever it was, was simply because the Chiefs were already up 27 to 10 at the end of the third quarter. So, of course, Tampa Bay, every time they got the ball back, it was Brady pass, Brady pass, Brady pass. If we don't get into a situation like that where, you know, the Bucks are able to run the football at least a little bit, I think they're going to stay on that. Um, let's see. Ryan says over under one and a half interceptions. I'd probably go over that. Yeah, I'd go over that. Um, I know Brady's is like over half an interception is minus 170. It's yeah, like they, it's assume, they assume he's going to throw at least one. And that's that Bruce Arians offense. I mean, it's yeah. just let it rip, tater chip, and let it fly. And, just, you know. Yeah. Um, you don't worry about turnovers, especially on third down. So. Yeah, that's that's very, very true. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the style of play they make. Uh, so I'll tell you prop-wise – Props that I like. Okay, I've, I've got two of them. Go ahead. Well, so the the two pro and I don't know the payouts on them yet or now. I, I looked at them, golly, Couple Sunday. Of, yeah, mine. I looked like that. Monday. That's when I made so, my bets. So so I don't so I don't know. But I'm going to tell you this, um, David and Joku and 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 the litany of tight ends for the Browns had the best game of of their career against this defense. Yep. I think Gronk and I think Cameron Bray both get touchdowns. And and it was like plus 280 to Gronk to score any touchdown. And it was like plus 210 or 220 or something like that for Cameron Bray to score a touchdown at any time in the game. Um I like I I just think that's going to happen. I think I think he's going to get scores to the tight ends because I think this Chiefs defense is really bad against tight ends. I think that I would play any like the the overs by the on way, both by the of way, those guys catches that's so to roll along with that tight end stat uh Gronk his best game of the season was, was against, against Kansas Chiefs yep six yeah. receptions on seven targets for 106 yards now he did not have they, a touchdown they really, one, no but. he didn't have a touchdown but they they really struggle covering the tight end so i yep. would go over both of those guys yards catches and that they would both score a touchdown because you're getting such positives if one happens and the other one doesn't, you're still making money. For both of them to get shut out in the Super Bowl, I just don't see happening. No, but maybe, I, I maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Cameron Brait had uh, four receptions for 34 yards in that game against Kansas City, and that was uh, his third best game of the year. So uh, now yeah. once we got into the playoffs, it's been a little different. Brait has been pretty good. Uh, but yeah, uh, of the regular season, that was his second. But that's best game. that's what I trust yeah. and believe. I think Tom is going to rely on those guys, and I just think the Chiefs really struggle about you know to cover them. Yeah, yeah, no, I I can uh, I can certainly agree with you there. Um, as far as uh, I, I will say this, as far as the 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 big ones, you know, Tom Brady passing yards and all that. His passing yard total is set at 301 and a half yards. And That's a lot. I'm going to go under that. So um, so the rule of thumb, realistically, no, it's not fun by any stretch of the imagination, but if you want to watch the Super Bowl and make money, you bet the under on all of them. Because, because people pound overs all day long, 
almost every prop is going to finish under for Vegas' stake. Well, Vegas especially needs with big name all players. of these props to finish under. Yeah. For all the stars, yes. Casey asked, can you parlay two props? I like Gronk scored a touchdown and Brady MVP. Uh, usually, they are not going to allow you to parlay props. Yeah, I was about to say, some some places are going to be real tight on doing stuff like so, that. So, that depends on the book. And obviously, like all these different ones in the U.S. that are that are doing all these different uh, promotions and whatnot, they'll they'll yeah. allow you to do some of that stuff. Some uh, of that stuff, so yeah. Most of the offshore, no, it's a, you, you pick a prop and you bet it, and that's it. So, yep. Um, Matt said, what's the line on Jackson Mahomes making a cringy TikTok dance video during the game? Probably pretty good, I would imagine. And and I'm sure that you can find it out there. It was not at any of the books that I looked at, but uh, but I'm sure it's there. Uh, the other one, Chris Godwin, under five and a half receptions. That's one that I'm rolling with. Um, the juice was only like, like minus 120 on that. Yeah. Uh, he has not had... Uh, it, so, the last game, I want to say against... I want to say it was against the Rams. Uh, was the last time that he passed or uh, he caught over five passes? Uh, let's see. Yes, it was. Uh, it was against the Chiefs. That was the last time uh, he had eight receptions for ninety-seven yards. Since then, he has caught two, four, five, 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 four, five. I'm going to go under the five and a half. Yeah. There's there are a lot of mouths to feed. With I'm that Buccaneers offense. That most of the unders are going to hit unless this turns into a crazy offensive game. Because the Super Bowl, the people making these bets know that everybody wants to pick their favorite player and pound the under or pound the over. Yeah. That's just what people like to do. That's what the general public wants to do. Um, the other thing that I'm probably going to do is I'm probably going to sniff out a couple of defensive players for MVP of the game because they're like 100 to 1 odds. But oh, yeah. if it's a low-scoring game and Tom looks like shit and the Bucks win, but Devin White gets an interception and a fumble return and scores on one of those, like he's going to be the MVP. You know, same thing for like the Honey Badger or or Chris Jones or somebody like that. Like if a if it's a low-scoring ugly game and a big defensive play is made to win the game for that team, that defensive player is probably going to get it, and you get hundred. I'm not saying you you bet the same that you would bet a game on, but throw a dollar or two on them because a couple bucks because it's a hundred to one odds. Yeah, I mean it's and and if any of them hit, if uh, any of them hit, yeah, I mean you just assume you're throwing away money, but if it hits, it hits. So I, that's that's what that's what I like to do is basically I'm gonna I'm gonna have a couple of these defensive guys that I think might make a big play here or there. And, and can swing it if we get a low-scoring game. Because if we get a real low-scoring game, you know, it the game's probably not going to go the way I want. You know, I'm not going to have enjoyed it. I'm not going to bet, you know, win a lot of bets or whatever because I'm probably – because I have no opinion on it, I'm probably going to bet the over because it's just more fun. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm there's a really good chance that I'm not going to hit my tight end hits. You know, so so you, you kind of want that thing in your back pocket, and if it doesn't hit, you just you threw that money away. Sure, it's gambling, but but if it hits, it's a lottery ticket. Now you are you are correct about that. Um, all right, so so I like the under fifty six on this, and I like the Chiefs minus three. I I have been betting against the Chiefs a lot, and I. It, obviously, with the Bills. Well, you would have made a lot of yeah, money yeah, yeah. betting against the Chiefs over the last two months. But I, I thought that they They've were going to... They've covered one game in nine? In, well, in the last ten. They, they're one and nine in their last ten. Oh, yeah. So, okay, the last yeah. one. So, they, they had not covered in nine straight so games So, betting against them is not scary either. Correct. However, 
uh, when it comes to the Super Bowl, when it comes to a situation like this, I was not a believer in the fact that you could flip a switch and and just turn it on when you want to. And I'm I'm thinking that I might have been wrong about that. Like they when they are ready to to light things up, they do it. And it's you know, obviously I, I hit with the Browns. Um I hit at the end of the season, I hit, you know, all that, but they they figure out when they want to to score and they do it. And I do think that they are a significantly better team than the Bucks. Would it surprise me if Tom Brady were to come out and win the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Uh, because we've seen it we've seen him do it over and over and over again. Yep. Um but I do think that the Chiefs are the better football team just overall, even with That's a banged up offensive line. So yeah. the the Chiefs are the best team in the league. And it's not close. I mean, it's really not. They've played a lot of close games. But but there's no team in the NFL right now that's close to them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. McGinnon jumped in, by the way. He said, y'all know I'm a Chiefs boy, but being a Falcons fan taught me to never underestimate that old, wonderful bastard named Tom. Of course, I'm no. hoping the Chiefs win. But, damn, beating a team like that twice in the season is extremely difficult. Yep. It's true. Um, we, and, and, and in the playoffs, it's just he's a different player. All those times in a regular season game that he just fell down and took the sack, He's not. He's not going to do that in this game. Like he's not taking hits in October, in November, in in August or September. He's just not doing that. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Uh, it's, it, it's February. He's taking the. He's standing in there and he's making a play. It's uh, different. Chad, Matt's brother jumped in. He said, "How does the Fisher injury factor in?" Uh, we were just talking about that. Uh, I think that the offensive line is going to be fine. For the Chiefs, no, they're not great by any stretch of the imagination. But we talked about scheme at the very beginning. I of think this. they're going to be bad, but I don't think that they're going to be able to keep up with it because most of their run game is going to be a lot of jet sweeps, pitches to the outside, Mahomes getting outside. They just don't stand in the pocket and play between the tackles very much. Well, a lot of dump means, offs to Clyde. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really I mean, what that's he just, did against that's the Bills. Just, yeah, yeah, you're just going to let the offensive, the defensive players through, and then yeah, dump the ball off. So. You got that right. Uh, Casey said Tyreek had 200 yards in one quarter of that game to bait people into taking the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, look, Tyreek Hill, like if if he... You're, you listen, Gary, you're you're arguing with a madman who believes this is all scripted. No, agreed. So uh, we can either it, go down this rabbit hole... No, 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 I'm not wanting to go down the rabbit hole. I, I So the, the Tyreek Hill thing um, is... Is this, let's see, the cornerback on Tyreek would be a good candidate for MVP, but I still think Brady gets it. Uh, Tyreek Hill, what are his what are his stats so far this season? That's what I'm curious about. Uh, he had 110 yards against Cleveland. He had 172 against Buffalo. Uh, no touchdowns in either of those games. He has only had one game. Goodness gracious. Tyreek Hill against Tampa Bay earlier this season. 13 receptions, 269 yards, three touchdowns. If, so, I don't know what the what the MVP stats are for him, or not stats, uh, options. I'm going to tell you, that if he does all of that, it's going to go to Mahomes because Mahomes got all those yards also. Yeah, and Tyreek Hill is plus 1,000. Mahomes that, is minus 125 for MVP. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just telling you, it, all offensive players are, None of them are going to get it because all of their numbers are also going to go to the quarterback. So you're just throwing money away if you're picking an offensive player. Just pick the quarterback then. Who, uh, so Super Bowl MVPs. 
have we had any other than a quarterback in a while? Well, other yeah, than Julian, Julian Edelman won it in yeah. the year of the, the Rams game, but it was a super close, crazy defensive game where offense did not matter, and he made the only big play of the game. All right, Brady has had four. Uh, Brady's won so, four. All right, so here's, here's what we've had. Uh, we've had Mahomes, Edelman, Nick Foles, Tom Brady, uh, Von Miller for the Broncos, and obviously that was a defensive-led team because it, yep. they just dragged the the corpse of Peyton Manning over uh, over to a Super Bowl win. Then you had uh, Tom Brady, you had Malcolm Smith, uh, Joe Flacco, Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Santonio Holmes, uh, Eli Manning, Peyton War or Peyton uh, Manning, Heinz Ward, Deion Branch, Tom Brady. Like you've had a a couple of defensive players. Uh, both of them have been linebackers. So, like, I think, I mean, Devin White would be a, like what you were talking about earlier, that would be one hell of a... Uh, I'm just telling that's because the odds are like 1,000 to 1. Or it's, it's yeah, his, his are plus, uh, plus 5,000. Shaquille Barrett is plus yeah. 5,000. Yeah, Shaquille um, Barrett's another one that I would look at. Like, there's a couple, and they're, they're lottery tickets. Yeah. You're, you're pissing money away on the lottery. But if it hits... Oh, if it hits, it'll be so Because so nice. I believe that any offensive player getting it is going to, all those stats are going to, neither one of these teams run the ball conventionally. So half of the running yards the running backs get are going to go to the quarterback as well. I, I just I just think that there's no offensive player that's going to do anything good enough that's going to shine through what the, what the quarterback gets because all of their yards and all of their touchdowns also go to the quarterback. Willie Gay is not playing, right? Yeah, no, no, no. It, it, so Chiefs lose Willie Gay to a uh, knee injury at practice. Yeah, I was about to say. I don't Under, think oh, Willie he went. Yeah, he underwent sur- uh, surgery. He's still listed yeah. at two different books uh, with MVP odds at at plus twelve thousand five hundred. Well, I don't think it's stupid. I just think it's lazy. It's just somebody just didn't take him off the, the that's, list. That's crazy. Uh, let's see. Casey said Fournette should have a big game. Well, uh, the last time that the Chiefs and uh, and the Bucks played, uh, the Bucks only had seventy five yards rushing. Rushing, yeah. So, I don't know. but it's going to be a different game. This is just going to be a different game than that. I mean, it, it certainly is. Um, let's see. So Kansas City. Let me let me look at the rushing uh, stats. And this year, as far as rushing yards go, uh, in the playoffs alone, I mean, they gave up only one twenty three. To uh to Cleveland, they gave up 114 to the Bills. Um, Chargers only got 51 on them. 117 to the Falcons. 179 to the Saints. Uh, back in the uh, uh, regular season, Dolphins had 94. Broncos had 134. Like it, they they've not given up a lot of uh, of rushing yards. So I don't know that I would roll with that. You know, yeah. just saying. Um, let's see. Brady's going to get it no matter what, and you know why. Says Casey. <laughs> How is it? How could you enjoy sports if you think that it is all completely rigged? I really, that, I don't, I don't know how to do that. If I thought it was all rigged, I'd quit watching. I would, I would love. They wouldn't get my viewership. They wouldn't. That just, it's just not that entertaining to me. If, if all the outcomes are fixed, I would really like to. You know what? At some point, I would like to call up Casey and have him on the show just in the off season and discuss why he thinks this, like why, why he believes. That it's that it's this way, he said. Uh, Casey said, "Because I'm gonna make a lot of money because it's obvious." I, mean, <laughs> I guess I don't know. I don't know. All right, so you're uh, you are rolling with the Bucks plus three. I'm rolling Chiefs minus three. Uh, my props are Brady under three hundred one and a half passing yards and Godwin under five and a half receptions. 
Uh, what uh, what were your props again? Great and uh, Gronk to score any touchdown. There you go, and both of those are plus uh, in the hundred. They were right? they were both the plus two hundred at least. There were one was like two eighty, and one was like two twenty or two thirty. It's and and those numbers are going to change what they're plus. They won't change that much, I don't think. But I I think I agree with you. Um, all right, all right. Well, let's go ahead and dive out of here. Is there anything else that we need to hit today? No, that's it. Let's get out of here. All right, you guys have been fantastic. Uh, we hit a hundred plus comments again. We appreciate you guys, of course. Um, Friday, we will be discussing more Super Bowl storylines, all that kind of stuff. We'll see what comes out of uh, Barbergate or whatever the hell's going on at Kansas City. But uh, good gracious, who knows what will happen between now and Super Bowl Sunday. Hopefully, the game goes off as scheduled and we don't have any kind of issues because I really want to watch this game and I want to see it played on time. So, uh, with that said, uh, Brown Yeti said, guys, it's a coping mechanism for Casey. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Maybe so. Maybe so. Oh, and he said uh, he, he's tossed this out like three times, I believe. Rigged game of the night. Pittsburgh money line is a lock as far as I'm guessing NHL, right? So, because I think that's the only thing that's going on, right? That's it. That's, uh, well, unless it's college basketball. They don't, have a, but they don't have a team in Pittsburgh. That's Well, I mean, they got the Panthers. They got Jeff Capel in that bunch, but I, I thought they played last night. But either way, who knows? Just look for Pittsburgh and then bet the money line if you want to roll with Casey tonight. Um, with that said... You guys, go and check out winningcureseverything.com. Check out sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Chris and I will be on their Super Bowl show tomorrow discussing uh, the game and the breakdown and all that kind of stuff. For, you know uh, for what time just, that is? We will be on at 3.10 p.m. Central Time, so 4.10 p.m. Eastern. Um, and I think we're going to be on for, what, like 10 minutes? Because, they, I mean, they're doing guests basically all day. Uh, they're going to have Flash on there. They're going to have, you know, just the whole bunch. Um so, go ahead. Okay, Taylor said Penguins don't play tonight. I guess he's talking about the Panthers, college basketball. Um, so, yeah, get, go over and make sure that you are subscribed over on SBR Picks on YouTube. Very easy to do. Obviously, we have an off-season show week three for college football uh, where we discuss Tennessee hiring Josh Heupel, uh, the Nick Saban recruiting video leak, all sorts of different stuff over there, and our top 20 games of the 2020 college football season. We, uh, we roll through them. Okay, Casey said Pitt versus Virginia Tech. Okay, there we go. So college basketball. Um, so, with that said, uh, make sure you are subscribed. SBR Picks on YouTube. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. All these wonderful, normal, regular things that I always say that you can hear on every single show. Uh, with that said, we're going to get out of here. You guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully we can cash some tickets this weekend. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.